They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Rain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't have a pet yeti. We left the backyard gate open. This is Hysteria 51. I want my yeti back. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your tour guides on this expedition into the unknown. I'm John Goforth, and this is Brent Hand. That is right, John. Tonight, we talk Yeti. It is a hard-to-find beast pulled from the annals of time. And I noticed I said annals, not annals this time. Well done. (laughs) Or a mythical thought experiment. Part legend, part creative writing, all true question mark truth and this show should not be in the same sentence that other voice you're hearing like an automated parking attendant but less useful is the one the only conspiracy bot i actually built conspiracy bot in my lab to help produce and edit the show instead he just drinks a lot and chases neighborhood cats that reminds me i found a new use for my robot creation kyle cheese muffins i told you to keep him out of here i know but i wanted to show you this i mentioned i want kyle to take care of my light work so i'm making him hunt the slower cats of the neighborhood Kyle, enter patrol mode. Patrol mode established. Target detected. Eliminating. Ah, fucker. (laughs) Your robot just tased you. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you, Kyle? This is starting to get on my nerves. Cheese muffins, cheese muffins, cheese muffins, cheese, 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 cheese muffins. What did you use for a CPU? I found your old graphing calculator, a TI-81. I wired that together with a Tamagotchi and poof, here's Kyle. That that checks out. It's starting to make sense. (laughs) So when he's saying cheese muffins, he's really just hungry, like the Tamagotchis used to, you know, tell you there when they were hungry. It it all's coming. It's it it's all coming together. But I I wonder why cheese muffins. Don't know. Don't care. He just needs to get it together. We have cats to kill. Wait a minute, are cheese muffins British? Where do you get one? I'm familiar with Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Or English muffins. Yeah, but cheese muffins. I don't know. I went potty. (laughs) See, pot. Damn it. Patrol mode resuming. I'm going to kill him. At least put him outside for now. I don't want him shocking our guests. Speaking of, John, we have guests. Tell us, John, uh, plural. Who's our first one? Who do we got here? Our first guest needs no introduction. Great. Our second Fact. guest is who? <laughs> I am and, the first guest. First in everyone's hearts. Uh, <laughs> I, I, will also, I will also mention he is never welcome back. <laughs> you know him. You like him. Mm-hmm. Tolerate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you love him. He's the one and only... Pepper! Pecker! His name is Pecker. Uh, yep. Joseph, somehow yeah. you made it back in. The listeners at home don't realize is it literally took 18 takes before Brent didn't say anal's. <laughs> it was it was fascinating to watch. Which it wasn't. It it was on purpose. I just like saying anal's. Well, 
it makes John angry for some reason. He gets uneasy. I don't. I don't. I don't know that it was purposeful so much as just part of routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one of those two words you're very accustomed to referencing. The other, not as much. Yeah. The suppository. Yeah, I'm constantly saying, "Why is John so goddamn anal?" And it just rolls off the tongue. Do you have to be so crass? <laughs> All right, we have another guest. His word of day calendar is really paying. That's off. why you guys are putting on your best airs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do have a real guest, a special guest, and Ooh, a, a po- shot at Joe. A, shot at Joe. <laughs> a poignant <laughs> guest, I might say. I, I uh, let me tell you this about our our guest. He, last year, he threw out the first pitch at a Cubs game. Uh, that was not the most interesting thing he did that week. It's Henry Rowan Gardner, kids. <laughs> <laughs> a big welcome to someone who is not in American Pie, uh, but he did summit Everest last year. Welcome to Eric Severinghouse. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to be here and uh, really Why? appreciate it. If you had to rank them, throwing that pitch, summiting Everest, being on a Stereo 51, what would you put in number two? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that neither holds a candle to being here with you guys. That, some it things is, it is just, literally the highlight of my last year. So, some things are just unstated. You know? So, Joe, take a lesson. This is how you get invited back. Well, Eric was sitting here telling Brent earlier about being at base camp, listening to Hysteria 51 episodes, and it occurred to me, he has absolutely listened to more episodes than I have. <laughs> <laughs> when he said listening to Hysteria 51, Joe was like, I'm out. It, it, yeah. is, it is no exaggeration to say that I would not have made it to the top of the mountain without you guys there. So thank you very much it for is, being yes. there as part of the expedition. Unfortunately, he didn't listen to Dyatlov Pass and have like some weird freak out moment while, while naked. I, I literally only listen to the ones with Joe Peck and Bailey. So that's <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, conspiracy bot, clip that part off about us being the reason that he summited Everest. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Wait, how much frozen poop did you leave on that, that, that mountain? I just wonder. Well, it, the, the problem wasn't the amount that I left on the, uh, the uh, mountain. The problem was the amount that I brought back on my boots. <laughs> <laughs> that was my choice. <laughs> Here's my question. If you ever need a DNA sample, yeah. uh, I got a pair of Scarpas you can pull from. <laughs> Here's my question, and this is going to take a, a chime in from the nation. Is Eric listening to the show at base camp the highest elevation that Hysteria 51 has been listened to? No, 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 because I happen to know they listen to us on the International Space Station all the time. Oh, dude. Well, just because Seabot, he hacks in he and hacks plays, in and plays yeah. it on the, uh, on the speakers. Yeah. It, uh, Houston, it, we've, we're have we getting that noise again. It did piss me off because I really wanted to come on and talk to you guys about the curvature of the Earth, having been able to see it from Everest. And then you guys get a fucking astronaut. How am I supposed to compete with an astronaut? It's like there's literally nobody who's been hired to see the curvature of the Earth. Oh, wait. Astronauts. Oh, wait. Yeah, I lose that one. It's like there's a uh, there's a whole bit by Brian Regan where he talks about, you know, the me monsters when you're out at dinner parties. <laughs> I do this and I'm rich and I'm this and that. He goes, I wish I was one of the 12 people that ever walked on the moon. You just like Trump anyone. He's like, oh, I heard you talking about how bad uh, traffic is on the Autobahn. <laughs> I was thinking how bad traffic was be when I was driving my Lunar Rover in the Sea of Tranquility. And then I realized Psh, I'm the only one up here on the moon. <laughs> He's like, you got the floor, Moonwalker. <laughs> Did you guys see that there's a new Iron Sky that just came out? I've, no. Uh, so... I haven't seen the. I haven't seen it, but I've seen all the previews, all the trailers. I'm excited. So the uh, humanity winds up nuking themselves, uh, essentially, or, or as maybe they the, want to do. The moon Nazis nuke, and then we nuke. I don't know something. Well, they got helium three up there. 
and uh, that what what winds up happening is the last vestiges of humanity wind up inhabiting the swastika base on the dark side of the moon, uh, and and hilarity ensues. It um, is actually really funny, sadly enough. Well, I, I know great. I loved the first one. I don't know. I don't know about the second one. But I all I saw in the pre- I saw, I've only seen one preview. All I saw in the preview was a reptilian Hitler. It's already winning, man. <laughs> it's like they're writing our shows for us. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> We did a live show, Eric, and the whole through line that we did last year was we were actually kind of talking about this earlier. Like Nazis rear their heads in so much and reptilians. So we did a live show. We just talked about all the crazy stories and how Nazis just weave their way through so many. They're the tie that binds. But but in fairness, if you're doing a movie preview and if you have reptilian Hitler, what else are you going to put in there That's besides reptilian so Hitler? Fair. Like everything else is, is well, watering down. Uh, they actually had Sarah cocktail. Palin having a conversation with reptilian Hitler, literally. So that's <laughs> I I missed that. Could it's in my, one of the pre- that was it. Must have been in the, Can the in she preview see the dark two. side of the moon at base the, from her house in Alaska at yes. the ver- <laughs> at the very end of the first. One they show her she goes into the hollow earth, and Hitler comes up riding a tri- uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and uh, she like salutes him, and he like salutes her. Oh yeah, there's a hollow moon too in the preview I saw. Mm, of course, uh, I'm I'm excited. Well, about they used well. David Icke as a technical director, <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. Know, just he was the foremost expert. Also excited about. Uh, did you see that they finally started shooting uh, Kung Fury two? Yep, it's about time. They got some big names in that one. Yeah, big, real big. Yeah, not yeah. not just the Hoff this time. <laughs> Man, it's almost well, Thor is pretty tough to beat. It's true. It's true. I, um, you know what? Uh, if we can't get to the to opening night, we can always just hack time and go back and watch it. I love hacking time. <laughs> hack man. Hack man. Um, but, fellas, so, we're going snow squatching this week. Yeah. Or, or should we use that word squatch at all? I mean, that's kind of up for debate in this one, but we are snow squatching because it is Yeti week. The first of two Yeti weeks. Yeah. Not to be confused with Shark Week. This is Yeti Week. It's two weeks long. I feel like I'd watch a lot more, sh- uh, a lot more Yeti Week than I would Shark Week. I, g- I can't watch Yetis. Don't breach get- the surface while hunting. People get crazy, <laughs> insanely excited about Shark Week. I, after you've watched one or two of those, the document, they're all the same. Yeah, you never see anyone looking for Yetis in the Ring of Death, though. So you know, I don't know. They got some. They got some catching up to I do. Mean, do. Do any of you? Mm. Do any of you sit down and watch like? Hour after hour after hour of Shark Week. Well, I rewatched Deep Blue Sea last weekend. <laughs> deeper and deeper. My hat is like a shark fin. Exactly. <laughs> I, I might turn Jaws on, but it's amazing to me the number of real life human beings that I do know that actually do watch Shark Week. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and like, well, like each Shark Week is different than the year before, which I don't really understand because how much yeah. variability can there actually be to this particular thing? But do they watch it or do they just love talking about watching it? I don't know. The they, way people yeah. love loving the 80s. No one loved the 80s. We all lived it. It sucked. Michael, D- Michael Douglas loved the 80s. <laughs> That's actually a fair point. Michael Dukakis, not so much. Hey, he had, had a rough little, rough little decade. He had a rough there. run. <laughs> um, little decade. If you loved yuppies and cocaine, that was your decade. Well, you're making it sound better now. <laughs> <laughs> but kids, we are talking to Yeti. Or, as we learned as a child, the abominable snowman. Wait, 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 hold on. I, when, when you guys were inviting me on, I thought the mystery that we were talking about when we said Yeti 
You're talking about the actual Yeti. I thought we were talking about why the hell a grown ass man would wear a hat with the name of a cooler. Yeah. On uh, why? No. Why'd you pay three hundred dollars for a cooler? Because <laughs> yeah. man, I'm country. Yeah. And by the way, for anybody at home who doesn't know, we are not drinking out of a Yeti cooler. <laughs> we have some piece of shit here that some is not our burlap bag. Yeah. yeah I, I will have. And you it's know. not keeping our beers nearly as cold. No, there's no ice in there. Someone <laughs> was slipping. <laughs> so the term, though, I was thinking about this as we were doing this. Abominable. The dictionary defines it as causing moral revulsion, very bad or unpleasant. <laughs> that's a strong term, but I can't think of really anything else that term's used for. Can you think of anything else that's that's termed abominable I think other we than should, snowman? I think we should start using it for conspiracy bot. I mean, <laughs> what an apt description. You guys are sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he gets that, but... <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that. Do you guys think of anything, though? Does abominable. anything literally come to mind? I don't even know if I've ever heard the word used outside of with snowman. Right, right. Search the term online, though, and Yeti comes up with spades. Funny you say this, though. If you just type in Yeti on Google or Bing or whatever, yeah. it's all coolers. Tries to sell you a cooler. Yeah. All coolers. Yeah. That's wait, that SEO coming wait, through. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have one better than what Joe just said. Joe said he's not sure that he's ever seen someone use the term. I know I've never seen someone use Bing. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Man, I tell you what, even those people at Bing are like on their break time, like, oh, God, thank God I can go to Google. <laughs> Man, isn't it crazy? Like when you, like you, you, you install like a new program, and it'll be like, what search engine would you like to use? Right. And you're like, the only one. Yeah. And it's never, Google's never their first right. option. It's why well, I, I typed in Bing the other day. In my browser, and I just, I mean, because I just never think to do it. I didn't put .com, and I just got hundreds and hundreds of links to Chandler from friends. (laughs) (laughs) And various versions of White Christmas. I thought you were going to say Bada Bing, the the, the Sopranos strip club. Brent's uh, Brent's very much into that. But you look, you do, you look up Yeti online, and in it, if you look up Yeti Abominable Snowman, or you keep digging, it does come up like crazy. And it does, I will say, Bombadil Snowman sounds a lot better than Unpleasant Snowman. You know, that just sounds like, well, the kids made him, but he melted a little bit, so. Well, we'll get, we'll get to the, um, the lore behind the actual word abominable mm. in a bit. But it is, it's certainly, it's kind of like nowadays when they, when they give things names in the tabloids to, to help sell papers. Right. It, 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 help. it was, uh, it was not intended to be <laughs> not a, working. a zoological identification. Exactly. But f- just in case there's anyone living on a rock that doesn't know what a Yeti is, Joe, tell the kids at home, what is a Yeti? I mean, where to start? Webster's Dictionary? Yeah, that perhaps. Sounds like a good spot for me. Old, well, <laughs> Daniel Webster. Well, that tells us it's a large, hairy, Humanoid creature reputed to inhabit the Himalayas. Until we get to the Himalayas, I thought they were talking about John. <laughs> I, I, he's freshly shorn, so I. I but why that am I really just fit? humanoid? <laughs> That's the most important part. <laughs> I mean, I've never cut you open to check, so it's until further checking. I don't know. Uh, and, until for, okay, I'm not taking my pants off. When people who meet you <laughs> like once you or open. twice try to ask me about you, and they instead of saying like. You know that guy, you know, that does the podcast, they say, you know, that humanoid you yeah. introduced me to yeah. who does the podcast. It turns out that I'm actually uh, a Denisovan. <laughs> and uh, and and so a yeah, humanoid would probably be. He's the only one that ever sent in 23 and me and they called him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, look, out, look outside your door. You see that black man? Get in. Side note on 23 and me. You know that company, uh, the only reason they do ancestry stuff was to get 
all of us idiots interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, the purpose of the company when it was created was to like tell you really important things about your health and like people are like I don't give a shit. Yeah, and right. they wouldn't buy the kits. But then the moment they said you can find out that you've got Eastern European in your background, like oh oh I'll take a kit, I'll spit the cup. Yeah. yeah. Literally. And then they catalog it and throw it in that mountain reserve that yeah. the Mormon church manages. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. But it is That's kind of a ref- joke, by the it way. It is kind of refreshing to know that if there is an apocalypse, we'll come back. Right? Yeah. It is. And we'll have to fight off the Yeti that have taken over. When we come Everywhere. back 3,000 years from now and they bring all of us back because we all you know, did the 23andMe thing, <laughs> when Hysteria 51, the second version, comes out 3,000 years from now, mm-hmm. will Joe be welcome on that? Version. I don't see why anything would change. <laughs> Fair I'm just imagining Joe Peck 2.0 as like a reincarnated being from his DNA, possibly merged with a Yeti. I think that would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> be very fantastic. Don't worry. I'll make sure since I'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of idiots out there chasing like cybernetics and things like that. Please. I want Yeti Netics. Yes. Or Cyber Yetics, perhaps. Yes. (laughs) That's a t shirt. Cyber Cyber Yetics. All right. So, yeah, hashtag Cyber Yetics this week, kids. So, folklore and eyewitnesses sightings tell us about the the Yeti, and they tell us it's an ape like creature or bear like creature, taller than the average human, that is said to inhabit the Himalayan. And also, by the way, Eric is taller than the average human. So, this is not really the average Sherpa. So, when Joe, altering his side, Joe has brought over a few guests. One was six foot seven. How tall are you? <laughs> About six five. Yeah. So yeah. Does it keep going? Yeti. Down? Yeah. Yeti. All. Uh, that's who. These, I told you, cybernetics. I can't. Cybernetics. I'm not going to make any breakthroughs if I'm hanging out with average sized humanoids. Right? Yeah. But so, here's the weirdest thing, Brett. How about the fact that the the like everyone says that the Yeti's not white. No, that's absolutely true, John. Right? I mean, we see that all the time. They're, they're, that's just what people go to. Yeah, I. For, they're white because they're in a cold area, I guess. In in, in when people are, are creating them for pop culture, but the reality is that all the descriptions that come back are much more just it's Bigfoot in in, in brown Himalayas. or red things like that. Yeah, yeah, an ape like creature that's eight to ten feet tall. That's ape like. Well, ape like or bear like, depending on the the the, the who you talk to. But, but yeah. my point is that's the or same humanoid. exact description as Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's so, very similar. So the name Yeti and how do I say this? Meta. Did you hear that when you were there, Eric Minch? They don't. I didn't hear them actually say that word, but Mete, I think, is Mete. is how they say it. So the name Yeti and I believe Mete are commonly used by the people indigenous to the region are part of their history, mythology, and religion very much. And stories of the the Yeti they first emerged in Western world in the 19th century. Oh, like robot whores and gunslingers talking Yeti. I'm in. No, no, no. That's that's West world. That's West world. That's a little yeah. bit di- slightly different. His well, true colors come out. He similar. literally he just sits around and watches TV Jeez, and drinks. <laughs> now I, I heard that season three is going to be a, the Himalayas on West. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean it's West for some. But here's the thing: this is like one of my biggest pet peeves. People will talk about the Yeti and the Abominable Snowman. It's like, no, dude, stop this. It's same. It's right. the same yeah, thing. Right. Well, that's funny though. You say that like when I think of Yeti, I think of Bumble, the Abominable <laughs> Snow Monster. Now he was an Abominable Snow Monster of the North in the the 1964 rank. Bass 
film Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Remember that one? Remember him? I do. Smiley. Old, he just had old, a big. He just had a roar. Old toothless. Right? Remember, he lost all his teeth. Oh, I, I, it's yeah. been a while, and I, I was stoned. Do you guys? Th- I mean, that's where I go. Do you guys think of anything else, or where does your mind go to when you think of the Yeti? Well, well, I mean, Eric. I mean, that's a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll, we'll. I don't skip. think that's safe for even this podcast. <laughs> we'll skip firsthand account. But what about you two? <laughs> uh, well, uh, more re- Monsters Inc. That one of the monsters is is true. a Yeti. That's true. Um, I mean, I that's that's kind of I I I kind of feel like Wasn't that's it what John Ratzenberger that did that. Voice, was it? I, I, I believe so. it was. Yes. It, that that's what introduced the Yeti to newer generations. True. You know, that's true. Um, mine's a little bit off the beaten path, but I no. don't think it'd be terribly out, outside of like what you guys might think of. I think of the Marvel Comics character that battled Wolverine on a regular basis, like Sabretooth? back in the 80s and 90s. No, Yeti. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Well, there was well, the there's Wind- Yeti, there's there Sasquatch, Sasquatch, there's, there's Wendigo, Wendigo, Wendigo there's, yeah. yeah, and they're all there. Well, and, and, and one of the things that I know we're going to get into, but that's very different is is here everybody's got their own sort of experience of like the one time they heard about yeti or like yeah. when they when they became exposed to it right when you're over there in the himalaya region it's just pervasive like things yeah. are named after the yeti there's artifacts everywhere and i and i know we're gonna go deeper cooler, into this like but, but i think it's very cups, different yeah. Yeah. Hats, <laughs> stickers on your truck window next to the calvin pissing on the gmc logo <laughs> <laughs> on the mud flaps. Oh, the Himalayas. What a magical place. <laughs> so John was talking about, he brings up a good point. I think we should do this before we go too much further. Is Before we dive in, let's talk difference, because there are a few difference. What is the difference in Yeti and Sasquatch? Now, that's a loaded question if I've ever heard one. Well, but yeah. the Yeti is in the Himalayas and the Sasquatch is that's in North true. America. So we're going to go to our friends at Newsweek, and I, I can call them friends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say, though commonly associated with Sasquatch, the Yeti is an entirely different entity. It's- As if they've got two examples of each <laughs> sitting in a lab somewhere. Right. Going, well, let me point out the difference. And the reason you. why is the next line. The creature origin can be traced back to pre-Buddhist Eastern civilizations, particularly in the Himalayan mountain region. Unlike the Sasquatch, who is frequently spotted in warm or mild climates, the Yeti is believed to be an Arctic creature that is usually described as resembling a bear more often than an ape. Though some early indigenous people of the Himalayas would worship what became known as Yeti, they actually called it the glacier being Mm -hmm. well the first problem is when you're talking about an origin of a species being rooted in um i guess lore versus in uh you know whatever we talk about the origin of a bear we talk about like kingdom phylum class order family genus species (laughs) well right but (laughs) but we have actually dna from a bear right yeah so we have it so but it's like looking at like they 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 put things together for like uh, the panda because that was a mythological creature until like what, like 19, 20, 30, 40, somewhere in there. I still don't believe in them. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I've, I've actually seen one uh, in the, you know, you think it's going to be so majestic. Yeah, it and is another crackpot yeah. story about a panda sighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they file you into the zoo like three at, three at a time so you can go in and it's just laying there eating bamboo and bamboo and pooping on itself. And you're like, it's so majestic. <laughs> it's so majestic. <laughs> Just. Is, is this a future podcast? Does the panda exist? Yeah, Hysteria 51 yes. investigates. We're going to bring on zoologists and, and p- p- members of panda the panda deniers. deniers society. Panda deniers. It would be interesting, though, to look at like all the, the different species like like that that not the not the Sasquatch yet that like have turned out to be true. Like right. I wonder, like you know, how often that actually happens. But John, you bring up a great point. How do you file it down when you don't know? 
I love it. And this this happens a lot in cryptozoology where people get really high on their horse about, listen, the difference between the chupacabra and the common jackrabbit are the following. But I think the, the important part there is that is something that is very different and we do need to stick to is people don't say it looks like an ape when they see it. They say it looks like a bear. But that's not true. Some people do say it looks like but an ape. But vastly more people say it looks like a bear. So that is an important distinction between the two. Well, except a bipedal bear, right? Which which which, which, which you don't often see bears consistently for a long period of time. Not consistently, but they, working, you, do walking see, you do see them. Well, I've seen the right. Russian bears with the ball on their nose <laughs> yeah, on but they're a unicycle. On a bicycle or a unicycle. I mean, that's not bipedal. Well, they that's, walk. That's transportation. But, but but what what resembles a bipedal bear yogi other walk than, they hack american elections no like. one's listening yogi bear is the answer to your question <laughs> hey uh, boo boo let's kill these uh, uh himalaya people well, i think we can put this one to, to bed right now eric how many of your picnic baskets went missing while you were on <laughs> pick a nick baskets multiple <laughs> and that's that's obviously how you prep for climbing everest you, you know, you're like rope check, uh, really, really warm coat check, lock for picnic baskets. <laughs> <laughs> check. Gee, Yogi, I don't think we can pick this lock. All right, kids, uh, let's let's break time here. When we come back, we're going to talk what it actually is like over there. What the area where this thing lives at would be like. What would have to be able to endure to exist. What would we see if we climbed Everest? Yeah. We'll get it from the... The ringer. The bear's mouth. I, I think That's if next. is the wrong word. It's <laughs> when we don't climb Everest. <laughs> yeah. Pass. If is, if is so, so far beyond. Hard, hard pass. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works. 
you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We have one in studio. <laughs> Nation, that we- is not the right. No, that doesn't sound anything like Yeti. It even says on the front of that, that's a Bigfoot call. <laughs> and you just embarrassed yourself. <laughs> that's Bush League bullshit, John. Frankly, we haven't even discussed the fact of think- how offensive it is to Sasquatches to be referred to as Yeti. Couldn't that be the subtitle for this show? Bush League bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nation, we are back. And guys, I in the spirit of camaraderie, in the spirit of collaboration, I think I found a way to kind of tie the dichotomous pieces of this argument together of, of ape versus bear. Uh, we have an upcoming episode on Plum Island where they experiment on animals oh. and create animal hybrids. It's obviously an ape-bear hybrid. Right. 
Now, that's not to be confused with man, bear, pig. Of course. Which is super fucking cereal. (laughs) Super cereal. Super cereal. So, yeah, Uh, we got a ringer, John. We do. We do. We brought Eric in this week for more than just his boyish charm and dashing good looks. Which are lost on this podcast, I must say. Well, everyone will will be able to witness it when they meet us up uh, for happy hour after this. And and several people remote view, so it's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. All right. I wondered why uh, that camera was up there. I thought it was for other things. <laughs> no remote view, like cloud bursting, like the men who stare at goats. Yeah, like Montauk, remote view. Yeah, yeah. Stranger uh, things, even. Man, get your shit together, Eric. Anyway, uh, we we brought you on because you actually did climb and summit Everest. That's some serious shit. So real quick, which there's two ways you can go up, right? One's cheaper and one's more expensive. One's harder. Which way did you go? Uh, like, so, so there's the south side and the north side. So yeah. one goes up Nepal. Yeah, one much goes like Chicago. China. Yeah, exactly. Just like exactly. Because <laughs> um, I was on the dangerous. north side of Chicago, I did the south side of of uh, of Everest. Now, going Everest from the south side and going up, or starting the south side of Chicago and walking to the north, which is more dangerous? <laughs> I'd probably be more scared on the south side of Chicago sometimes. <laughs> Um, no, no, but, but, but so the South side is the classic. It's the route that Sir Edmund Hillary first took up and it's, it's by far the most popular route. Um, it's, it's actually more dangerous in some ways because you have to go through the Kumbu Icefall, which is the most dangerous part of the whole climb. You're, you're you're climbing crazy crazy fucking ladders, right? Like, like literally you're looking down and it's like a few hundred feet down. Mm -hmm. And if you fall off this thing, um, you better hope the rope catches you because otherwise. And the place, the place you're talking about, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Eric, you, you sent pictures. Yeah. It looks like a big gorge in the middle of ice, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to describe because you, you're you're literally climbing through. If if you think of icicles, right? You think of uh, ice seracs, so like a, an icicle going up, and you think of climbing through this weird like kind a, of like a stalagmite, yeah, but made of ice. Yes, exactly. And you think of climbing through this weird sort of ice scape where these things are these the, it's these ice boulders that are two three houses tall. I mean, forty, fifty, sixty feet up, wow. and this stuff is shifting all the time. You know, this thing was so huge; it was you know. Bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> that is the preferred nomenclature yes. to measure things on this program. Yeah, I don't you. know if you know this, but climbing Everest is like scaling four, four and a half Walmarts. <laughs> and by the way, guys, Eric's going to bring a lot of really weird words into this, and no one's quite sure if he's just making them all up or if there's some kind of climbing terms like Ciroc. <laughs> or crevasse. Of thing. It's a vodka. Crampons are going to come out pretty soon. So, um, the other thing is, on if you guys want to jump on Hysteria Nation, we will throw some of his pictures he's given us. Yep. If you go to Hysteria Nation and then this week's episode, I'll throw them in the comments on the episode. We'll have a lot of stuff, and he'll he'll throw in some stuff. I'll, I'll tell cool. you one other thing that I think is interesting though is is when people people will tell their friends that they have a friend who climbed Everest, mm-hmm. right? And it, I think it's interesting for a conspiracy podcast like this one because their friends will say, "No, your friend didn't do that." And they'll say, no, he's got pictures. And they'll be like, no, that's bullshit. Like he photoshopped himself in. Yeah. And then, <laughs> which and, is a thing. Yeah. And they'll literally say, like, yeah, John Oliver did a thing where yeah. you photo, well, photo yep. self, photoshop yourself on top of Everest. But they will literally say things like, no, he was gone for, you know, three months. We saw pictures. We saw video. We saw all of this evidence that he did, in fact, climb Everest. And they'll be like, no, that's bullshit. He's just lying to you. And, and and I think Why it's interesting in this like, like yeah. human beings don't like to believe what is outside of their natural experience. Oh, it's yes! so true. It's everything. Like, well, th- there's no way we could have built that. It was aliens. There's no way this right. could happen. You didn't do that. You're lying. Right. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody come up and say, uh, hey, can you show me some more pictures? Because like I told this to my, my girlfriend <laughs> and she thinks you're a lying sack of shit. 
look at your girlfriend and call her a whore, <laughs> and then see if she still thinks you're lying sack of shit. Like, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. It's Along like, with it's like your 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 foot hurts, so go ahead and cut off your finger. Your yeah, foot knows your foot just anymore. Spite it. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> well, along with not actually climbing Everest and just photoshopping him in, Eric also didn't play water polo. He just photoshopped his face in in order to get into college. Oh my god. So uh, unfortunately, I made the mistake of looking through Eric's Facebook photos, and it's like marathon. Everest water polo. I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, literally, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, like, uh, and then there's, you know, the next one, he's like feeding the poor. Go to hell. <laughs> go straight. Don't pass go. Just go straight to hell. Brent, Brent, if he works want... with Joe Peck. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Brent, if you wanted Speedo picks, all you had to do was ask, man. I could send him to you. <laughs> Wait till you, Lizzie, it's the middle of the night tonight and I click a like on something from 2006. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why was he looking at my college photos? It's <laughs> research right. man research right, eric so so before we get t- deeper into you know actually summiting you know uh, you mentioned john oliver yeah john oliver did a thing earlier uh, yeah. th- uh this year on everest and one of the things he pointed out how there's a lot of these uh i don't know thirty thousand dollar millionaires out there who just want to be able to say everybody that they climbed everest they don't do any prep work they don't know how to climb a they mountain literally have people carry their stuff for yeah, them uh, heated and, and eric didn't have anyone carry any of his stuff <laughs> eric on the other hand you've been you were prepping for this thing for like a decade right yeah, yeah. so so about 10 years ago i did a trek to mount everest base camp and, and I know we're going to talk, and this is the first time I'd ever been at high altitudes. I know we're going to talk about the people, the lore, the Sherpas. That was really what, what, what absolutely drew me in. And, and it's, it's the most magical place. And I stood at the bottom of Mount Everest. Now keep in mind, the bottom of Mount Everest is 18,000 feet high, right? So you're still way the hell up there. And, um, and, and you, and I looked up at this mountain and I said, man, like it would be really cool to try and climb that. Which, you know, it's, it's just an absurd goal, right? It's one of these crazy things that, that you kind of say you're going to do. And then I said, you know, so I spent the next 10 years literally preparing to do that, climbing other mountains, doing other, um, doing a variety of other activities. Brent, you, you called out a couple of them on Facebook. Um, but yeah, getting ready for that. Now, have you ever hiked the Appalachian Trail? I, I have not. I have a good buddy, Mark Simpson, who did, which is actually more impressive, I think, in some ways. So it's, it's two, shy of 3,000 miles. Yeah. We stopped, Lisa and I, and on a, one of the part of the Appalachian Trail, and I walked a good 40, 50 feet of it. <laughs> Literally came back and I go, I, tr- I hiked part of the Appalachian Trail. I didn't go. finish it. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot take that away from me. I have photos. I have photos of it. I p- hiked part of it, not the whole thing. Uh, but what would be so hard about that is most of the Appalachian Trail, you're literally about five minutes away. From like walking out to a road, getting a meal and being like, I'm done with this. And I don't need to keep going. so it's crazy. Like a lot of it. So we stopped actually on a lot of different parts and there are parts that are just like, all right. So for the next hundred miles, everywhere where you would normally camp is damaged because of flooding or something like yeah. that. So good luck. Yeah. Don't die. Right. Leave it to Brent what, to have a guy in the room who summited Everest and tell us stories about driving across Appalachia. <laughs> <laughs> and we found this lovely diner. Yeah. The Bro, road was there, washed out. I had the, to take an alternate detour. The blueberry detour. sconces were <laughs> in a good extra 20 minutes. Right. I, mean. I almost I almost twisted my ankle walking through the <laughs> gift shop. You may go on and on about how amazing the gruel was at 18,000 feet, but the blueberry sconces in the the Appalachian Trail. Oh God! Aren't sconces a wall thing? I thought it was scones. Scones. That's. What I, I don't. I was them. wondering no. how many times you're going to no. say blueberry. When you're scones. when you're hiking the trail, you'll eat anything. <laughs> oh, we got to have Eric back, right? Oh, um, I love so, it. So, Eric, when you were there, though, 
Did people like, so you're talking to Sherpas, you're talking to stuff like that. Was Yeti something that came up as something, or did you ask, or was it just, did they talk about it? How was that brought it, up to you? It's, it's sort of ever present and pervasive, but it's not necessarily something that you go like, Hey man, have you seen a Yeti? Like, what do you think about the Yeti? It, it would be like, uh, that, I don't know if you go to Alaska, like, have you ever seen a black bear? Have you ever seen a grizzly bear? Like you can talk about it. Um, there are Yeti artifacts everywhere. And I, I sent you guys some of the pictures mm-hmm. that I took of, you know, there are pictures of footprints. There are things reported to be the Yeti scalp. And I, I know we're going to get into all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit like you don't necessarily talk to them about it when you're in the midst of it. Right. But it's always sort of there and around. And it's, it's definitely part of the folklore. You, you know, they, they worship the Yeti. They also worship the mountain, right? So, so, yeah. um, so, so Mount Everest, uh, known as Chung, uh, Chumalungma, um, there's a couple of different indigenous. Oh, I love their tub thumping. That was an awesome exactly. song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get knocked down. Um, no, but 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 they worship the mountain, right? And and the mountain they call it the goddess mother earth, Sagamartha. Like you don't necessarily say so. Like why do you worship this mountain, right? right. Um, it, it's a very spiritual place. But but I think there's also something that that I was always trying to be very careful. Uh, when you're over there, cause you're sort of in their world and, and, and there's a certain type of climber person. You guys know these Americans that go to a spiritual place, an, a, an amazing place yeah. and, and almost sort of ridicule that area that they're in. Right. Right. And I always wanted to be really careful. That's unfortunate. To be that because, person. Right? Because exactly. you know what I that is? To be the guy from Jersey. Hey, bring me that thing. Um, <laughs> hey. That's, that's the American way. Like people yeah. talk about that all Though the time. Though on the flip side, isn't it funny to go to a place like that where literally the only people other than the indigenous people are tourists and you're like, I just don't want to sound like a tourist. Like like everyone knows, man, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, But, but, but there's, I think there's good tourists and there's asshole tourists. And, and, you know, there's like, like they love the fact that tourists are there. We are, you know, their number one source of hard currency. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we want to get into the dangers of the mountain and the overcrowding and some of these other controversies of last year, but but the reality is that the hard currency that comes in from the tourists saves thousands, tens of thousands of, of Nepali lives and all this other kind of stuff. And so tourists are really important. But but you always want to be respectful and reverential and and um all of that kind of stuff. Oh, I I I I completely see that. I just I don't I, think you I, do. I think when my... you're abroad, you're always an asshole. <laughs> no, no, guess what? Don't throw the don't throw when the he, modifier on there of being when abroad. <laughs> when he's home, uh, you're not a lot of difference. No. Also, always an asshole. <laughs> Um, oh, but like when you go to Hawaii or something like that, you know, you're like, everyone, whenever you're on vacation, norm, like a normal vacation, not Everest, I mean, everybody tries a little bit not to blend in, to not right, be the, right, yeah. to not be the guy with the camera around his neck and a big map, you know? That's why yeah. Joe buys an I Love NYC shirt every time he goes to New York. Yeah. So that everybody knows <laughs> right he's in. native. Yeah. It goes that, well with my wide brimmed hat. <laughs> yes. It's like walking around Chicago here. If you if you just go ahead and get a Willis Tower T-shirt that yeah. says Willis Tower, because that's what everyone calls it. Oh my God! So Lisa and I we go to this pizza joint not too long ago with uh, her cousin and and Domino's. Her cousin and her husband. <laughs> and it's in the city, and so they did like I don't know for a topping they had like Doritos and stuff like that. And Lisa's like, so are you sure co- you weren't at a vending machine? No. It was a- <laughs> Motherfucker, he took me to pizza and they had mashed potatoes as a topping and it was awesome. Well, this had like pizza. They had a like, hot pocket and a bag of Doritos. <laughs> so it's a, ri- I forget what it was. It wasn't uh Pequod's, but it's a place like over there, like okay. in that area. And uh we ordered something and they had like, they were talking about how like they'll put, like they make their own house Doritos. And if you ask, they'll crumble them up on the top. They're like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. You know, and what kind of, we were asking her. And she goes, the, the waitress is like, 
where are you from? And I'm like, I don't know, like a mile down the road. Like, literally. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I would have assumed you're a tourist. I'm like, because I'd never had. It made me feel better that you guys just said that. Like, I've never heard of like homemade Doritos crushed on top of a pizza. And then you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. She's literally like, where are you from? Like, I don't know. Five, nine blocks. I don't know. Like. Obviously, you smoke more uh, sativa than any. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not as enlightened. Um, now, granted, uh, so- I did pay someone to carry all my shit to that place too. So. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, one one thing I, I was hoping you could clear up for us, Eric, uh, is people carrying things. Sherpas, yeah, is, is, aren't Sherpas both a profession and also a group of people? That is exactly right. So Nepal has thirty some odd different uh groups of 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 um people that that live there ethnic sort of tribes within nepal right uh-huh. the sherpa are the high altitude people that actually crossed over from tibet over the uh over the mountains um generations ago which you could do an entire episode on tibet and nepal oh it's the, fascinating the, the the hatred and the the the, the history not hatred the, Political unrest over yeah. the years and things. Sorry to interrupt. Keep yeah, going. no, you're, you're you're exactly right. It's it's a fascinating place. But but Sherpa, yes, they they are those people. So it is a an ethnic tribe with its own language, um, and and, and its own customs, et cetera, et cetera. Indigenous to the Himalaya region of Nepal. It's also a way to describe the profession of basically people that do climbing shit, largely for rich white guys that want to climb up the mountain. Right, 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 and right. Uh, and and that's where the uh, that, that's where are they obviously... racist? <laughs> are they racist? Well, you said they do it for rich white guys. Uh, I'm, I'm just do they I'm... turn away people who aren't white? Now, I, I'm I'm sort of leaning into the joke about <laughs> climbers being. <laughs> Um, you know, being know, what know, John Oliver described. Yeah. You lean yeah. on it, he'll step on it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but th- there is this whole perception that you got guys like me that are going over mm-hmm. and paying these people, right, to put themselves at great risk, to haul all of our shit up the mountain, to do 90% of the work so that all we do is walk up. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's become more and more of a thing lately, I think. So, uh, I want to hear more about the journey itself, but yeah. before, before you actually get to climbing the mountain, the, there was a two or three week period where you were sending pictures and, and posting updates from, uh, like cool bars that look like at high elevation. Uh-huh. And you looked like you were just with a bunch of other climbers and, but having a lot of fun, it wasn't like, uh, it, it wasn't is that getting uh, acclimated to the exactly. yeah, what, yeah? What is going on there? Yeah, it's it's like I'm getting acclimated to Chicago right here, sitting here drinking beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so so there's um there's no roads once you land at at the airport, which is Lukla, the world's most dangerous airport. Um, once you land, have you been to Laguardia? One <laughs> 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 and, and Lukla is fascinating because it's basically a cliff, and then you got about a 200 yard runway, and then it's just another cliff of sheer mountain, and so you have zero margin for error. Anything screws up, and you're either going short. Into a mountain or long into the mountain. Um, if, if you ever want to look up cool YouTube videos one night, yeah. like planes landing. landing at Luca is fascinating. But once you get there, there's no roads, right? So you basically have an airport and a yak trail. And that yak trail leads up what's called the Kumbu Valley region. And there's about two weeks, a week to two weeks of trekking where you're basically hiking along. The thing is, you can't go very far because you can't, you can't add a lot of elevation. The human body can only acclimate to elevation so quickly mm-hmm. so you'll do a few hours of hiking trekking from one village to the next and you've got these little tea houses which are kind of like bed and breakfast that you're staying in um and then yeah there are bars there are restaurants there are you know uh, modern accoutrements as you would think about them um where you can go out and you can you know get a beer and hang out 
the uh, the guides on the trip very much want you to be in bed sleeping, all this other kind of stuff. But I don't know, you can only do that so many times, right? So, <laughs> so we'd go out, we'd have a good time. Man, that's so funny. Like that, it is so dangerous, so crazy, and yet there are people there that are like this is my home, and it affects me not at all because they're just so. That's what their body is. It's is so used to. Yeah. And What's the elevation uh, at, at some of those like tea houses? Uh, oh well, I mean, you're, you're talking anywhere from ten thousand to about fourteen, fifteen thousand feet. So we're here at fifteen thousand feet. Uh, well, and they uh, call and what kind of what kind of beer do you have? Well, we've got Bud, Budweiser, Bud Light, Bush, Bush Light, Miller, Miller Light. You don't have Yingling? <laughs> what kind of shit house is this? I'm sorry, Yingling explodes at 7,500 feet. <laughs> That's funny because we we brag about you know like not not brag but you know in Colorado you know you know Denver the Mile High City well that's 5,280 feet and he's three times that 1,760 in- yards. Well, I that- thought it was 1,780, but uh, it might be 60. Uh, we'll see. It sounds about right. We'll look it up and. Then I'll laugh at you. <laughs> we'll talk about it at the happy hour after the show. Yeah. Right. Now, how many farm to table restaurants do, come <laughs> do any of them have? Do any of them have James Beard awards? Yeah. Well, you order the yak, and if they don't have it cooked up right, then you know they basically take a yak over, shoot it, carve out a hide, and there you go. It's pretty much <laughs> all farm to table. I love the concept of not farm to table. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll yeah. be back in three weeks with that because yeah. I have to acclimate to the next village and then yeah, back down. And, and, well, I mean, you can still get Coca Cola and like a variety of weird stuff, but everything gets flown into Lukla and then hiked up by person or yak up to these fresh fresh meat fresh vegetables all organic easy to get there a hot pocket not as much (laughs) not as much obviously they're not the right uh joint in chicago i would love to find the one star yelp review up there (laughs) somebody (laughs) there my coke was warm no you left but there are yelp reviews for these restaurants (laughs) in these places like oh that's amazing all of this stuff like there's wi-fi all of this stuff exists up and down the kumbu valley and so you literally are sitting there looking and you're like which of these pizza restaurants do we want to go out to tonight the one with the one with doritos exactly Right. So, so you 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 spend some time getting acclimated, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, slowly going up, going up. Then you get to base camp. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, once you're at base camp, do you hang out there for a while too? We did. So we hung out at base camp for a couple days, and then we went and we climbed another smaller mountain called Lobache, basically to get used to mountain climbing in this the Himalayas. Sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go run a marathon. So what are you gonna do? Run a half marathon? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Fucking shit, man. <laughs> The other thing, though, is you want to minimize how many times you're going through this icefall because it's so dangerous. And so you go climb other stuff that's not quite as dangerous to get used to climbing, get more elevation, do a lot of that kind of stuff. And then you go back and you go back to base camp. And and the trick is to climbing Everest and, and many other big Himalayan mountains is you don't just climb up. You have to go up and then come down and then go up higher and then come down again to rest. And then you go up even higher. And then I came down and then I had to go all the way back down to one of those villages to get a beer and basically hang out for a few days and wait for bad weather to blow over before you go back to base camp and then climb up the whole damn mountain. So it's oh it's, it's kind of like you got to run the marathon, but you got to scout like miles one through four and then yeah. miles one through 12 and then mile one through 18. And then you go do the, the one through 26. Was there any part where you're on there and you're like, this is a mistake? Yeah, the the first time I got up to Camp Three, which is at about twenty four thousand feet, um, I I started out of ba- uh, of of Camp Two. So you're going from Camp Two to Camp Three, obviously. Uh, get out of Camp Two. I get about forty five minutes out, and I realize, dumbass, I forgot one of my two water bottles. And so you're like, shit. So I have to go all the way back, get my water bottle, come back. So now I'm way behind my crew, right? It's just me and my Sherpa. 
Um, it sounds like a song, right? Me and my Sherpa. <laughs> me and my um, Sherpa and a water bottle. That was actually <laughs> the, the original version three. of me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, apologies to Chris Christopherson. So anyway, we're, we're heading up to camp three and, um, and, and Joe's favorite word. I end up almost losing a crampon. As I'm climbing up this ice wall, are those the 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 strap on spikes? Is yeah, that what that is? Exactly. So it's the it's it's these spikes that you basically strap onto the bottom of your boot, and it's what theoretically allows you to get purchase in the ice. As now, you're couldn't you have just like looked for a dead body and taken theirs? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I was thinking about just grabbing one off the guy, you know, littering the trail on both sides. Yeah, sounds right to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that's how he gets most of his upgrades. <laughs> The kittens in the alley. Yeah. The, um, Look, there's a dead 486. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it, th- there was one point where I'm between camp two and camp three, and I'm too far from camp two to really go back. And I'm, I'm looking up and camp three is not that far away, but, but the, the elevation is so bad. I'm so exhausted. I'm dehydrated. I hadn't done a good job of eating. Like I'm, I'm just an absolute mess and I'm just broken. Um, it's, it's like mile 20 of the marathon when your body just doesn't want to do what you want it to do. And there was definitely that point in time where I'm looking at each of these things and I'm like, man, I can truly understand. So I, I got this crampon hanging from the side of my boot. And, and if you lose that, there's no real way to continue to climb. And so I would have had to have somehow gotten a guide from above to come down and bring me more equipment. I mean, it, it was just an absolute mess and it was a, a reasonably dangerous situation. And there's that point where you sort of look at it and you go, man, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Here? Why am I on this <laughs> rope? Like, why, why am I in this Arctic hellscape? Right. And, and why don't I just go home? And, and am I really qualified to be here? Should I be here? Um, am I going to get myself killed? Like, is what I'm doing stupid? And, and you start to understand how people just decide, like, they can't go up, they can't go down, and they just get stuck on these lines. Um, and, and so fortunately, I was able to, to sort of recover, get the boot back together, uh, start climbing again very slowly. And I did make it into camp. And, and um, But after that, I was ready to go home. I was ready to be done with it. Uh, I, I got talked out of it by my guides and, and my wonderful then girlfriend, now wife back in Chicago, who I was texting with, with my satellite thing. And, uh, nah, baby, keep going. You're that, fine. That's basically what she said. No, she was like, her, her point of view was basically like, if you're going to come home, come home, but don't fucking go back there next year. Right? Like if you're, gonna, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're truly done with it, be done with it. But otherwise keep rocking. Also, I right. think Casey Ryback in Under Siege called it a sat phone. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I thought that was the proper term. Strong. A Casey. Not only did you, you didn't just say, you know, the movie, you no. quoted his name. Right. Under Siege 2. Also not solid. as good. Not as it's good. Though. Solid. Now, at what point in all of that despair, Eric, was it that was when the Yeti came and said to you, hey, buck up, buddy. <laughs> like, believe, believe in yourself. Buck up, little camper. You have to believe yeah. in yourself. Yeah. No, it was, it was the hallucination. Of, of <laughs> or was it John Ratzenberger? <laughs> he actually carried me up. Um, carried me up the line from camp two, deposited me gently in camp three, gave me a soft kiss on the forehead, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you will make this successfully. <laughs> John Ratzenberger did. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, you've made it. You've decided to continue. Yeah. Um, at, well, first I had to go all the way back down and then back down further and then come back and then go back again and then do it again <laughs> to in order to continue. But yes, that all of that happens. Fast forward through that montage. And we need another montage. <laughs> Even Rocky had a montage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so t- take us through the last bit of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, summit. What's that like? Uh, high, cold, windy, no oxygen. No. Um, I, you get there and you're like, shit, I- I'm being a little bit glib. Um. <laughs> The Starbucks was closed. <laughs> yeah. 
No, you you kind of get up and and you're like, all right, well, today's the day, and um, you know, let's let's see what we're made of here, and uh, you know, it's it's a haul getting up there. I will tell you that the the lead up to get in the position to summit for me was harder than the actual day of summiting, but but that day of summiting, um, I, I had actually herniated a disc in my back a few days before that, Jesus and so Christ. I'm moving really really slowly and painfully. And, um, and, and so I get up and, and I'm, you climb up the balcony, which, or you climb up the triangle face to the balcony, which is kind of the first part of the journey. And that's where you encounter, uh, what for me was my first dead body of the trip. And so there's a dead body at the balcony. His name's Green Boots. And you turn See, left. See, very famous dead body. Right. You turn yeah. left at Green Boots. Um, and, and then you, you sort of keep climbing and, um, you get up to the South Summit. And this is where you can really see the summit. And when do you hit the level boss? sorry go ahead no it's it's um and and so at that point i'm i'm a little bit behind the rest of my group uh so i'm I'm the laggard who's you know trying to still make it and i had a little less oxygen than i should and and so i'm standing at the south summit and my my sherpa looks at me and says uh we can't keep going we have to turn around and this is like 45 minutes or an hour away from the oh, summit wow. of Mount Everest. Oh, wow. And and you're sitting here and you're like, shit, wait, you mean I've been training for this thing for 10 years? And I'm literally about 20 minutes behind the schedule that we'd set of where I was going to be. And I knew I was running 20 minutes behind, but it's like, hey, what's 20 minutes behind, right? And, and my heart just breaks. And and you're just like, man, I can't believe that. And um, on the one hand, you don't want to be one of those idiots that refuses to turn around. Yeah. When you're supposed then you to summit and die on the way down. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And and you know next to green boots. Right. Exactly. And 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 you see enough dead bodies. There's enough stories of people dying on Everest, right? Like like you know that that's an ever present risk. And so on the one hand, it's like all right, if I have to turn around, I'm not going to be that asshole that dies up here. Um, on the other hand, it's like man, are like really, like uh, you know, I've I've, I've been working on this thing for ten years, right? You understand how people get summit fever, and uh, and and. and one of the protocols that's changed on Everest in the past few years is you don't really make that decision on the mountain anymore. Um, nobody on the mountain really has much decision-making authority. Uh, you radio back to base camp, and there's somebody at base camp who's got much better oxygen saturation in his brain is it, and is literally <laughs> to able to make, make much better yeah. decisions. And and he says, "What's your you know what's the speed you're climbing at?" He looks at you know the, you radio back the amount of oxygen, et cetera, et cetera. And he came back and and he basically countermanded the Sherpa and said, "You're good, go." But, you know, don't mess around. Get up there. And oh, so, nice. so we hustled up there. Um, I, what I got- would messing around entail? Like stopping for like a game of jacks? <laughs> <laughs> like way Jack too is. many selfies with the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but there actually is is like the like how many pictures are you going to take? And, yeah. and like, you know, social media top Everest is very much a thing at this point. And so it's kind of like you get up there. And so for me, it was unfurling the W flag, Just right? Don't, Flying don't, the W. Don't dilly dally. Yeah. Exactly. Don't don't take your time. Right. M- Miller. Strong. But, but but there is maybe one other important point, which is you guys have probably all seen that famous picture of that line of people yeah. all along the, the summit ridge of Everest waiting, you know, waiting to summit yeah. hundreds of people. Right. Mine didn't look anything like that. And I'll, I'll show you guys. I'll put we'll put the picture up online. Yeah. But there was four or five people between me and the summit. Where you know I'm climbing past, so that picture isn't like the norm that they showed. No, 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 no. and we could get into the dynamics of what what drove that if you want. But but the reality is that um, it was basically like hustle up, get up there, and uh, so I did. Got up there, flew the W flag for the Chicago Cubs. 
Um, <laughs> a couple of other things. Took a few quick pictures, a quick video, and then turned around and was hustling. Pro- right proved to the curvature of the earth. Proved the curvature of the earth. They do have pictures proving is the curvature the, of the earth. Is the view from the summit much different, other than the fact it's 360, much different than the view from, you know... 5,000 feet further down or I mean does it is it or is it more just the fact to say I, I summited I got there I, I got up there and I was shocked it looked exactly like the top of the Willis Tower I really expected it to be different and it was just like the top of the Willis Tower <laughs> you literally saw Indiana yeah I, I did I was like wait I can see Indiana and here. Wisconsin yeah um, <laughs> no no it's it's um it, you know I you can show the pictures the pictures don't capture it 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 truly is absolutely stunning because you're looking down on all these amazing peaks and I've climbed a bunch of other big mountains. There's nothing like it. I mean, wow, it's, yeah. it, it truly is transformative. Nation, we wanted to hear this because this is very important. Number one, how many times in your life are you going to talk to someone who actually or hear from someone who actually climbed Everest? 17. For real. Oh, <laughs> you uh, know, and yeah. just to give you an idea. God, of I hope how, you guys don't do that debunking episode right? on me. <laughs> how, how perilous of an area this is. And if this animal really is there, the type of, of terrain and just terror that it lives in you know and these people that that worship it are the people that are there so we wanted to get that in very much so we're going to go to break when we come back we're going to talk about the name of donald snowman how it was coined and how yeti kind of permeated into the cultural zeitgeist that's coming up on hysteria 51 he just calls me abdominal snowman and he does a lot of Yeti sends us coolers after this. Um, they should, because I need something to hold all my oxygen, because I brought extra for everyone, just in case we were running low. On Wait, what, I, what coolers hold oxygen? Any I, of them, if you put your oxygen tank in them. I can't imagine a yeah, bunch then of they got wheels. fishermen wearing hats is better marketing than Hysteria 51 talking about Yeti products. I can I couldn't think of... Uh, no, I'm and we and we've talked so positively about them. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> everyone wants them. I don't think that's even an issue. I will say this. No, I will say I'm not this. So we were hundred dollars. I went. Sam Culper of Breakers Podcast. We were in Mexico. It was hot as balls. He had one of those Name Yeti, Yeti cups. Oh yeah, and I got uh, those. It held ice in yes. it all day long. I will yep. say that. As cold one, as scientifically possible. I, I, I don't think eight hours into hot coffee going in it, it was still hot. It's crazy. Eight yeah. hours. Yeah, I, I mean, vacuum, you know, vacuum-based cooling and heating uh, the Fuck insulation you. technology. Man, Fuck Eric, you, we didn't land I'm, on I, the uh, moon. Eric's all over the, si- the science language. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the area and stuff. <laughs> All right, let's, moving on. Let's move back into, <laughs> no more before we, we close yeah. up this episode. Enough of your big words. The name of Abominable Snowman. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. <laughs> so that was actually the Abominable Snowman. Now, that he's the, the guy who works out all the time. The Abominable. <laughs> that, to- that, that, that name was actually coined in 1921. The, the history doesn't start there. Snowman became stuff a legend uh, because in 1921, that's the year Lieutenant Colonel Charles Howard Bury led the British or Bury. I don't know how you want to say that. Led the British Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition. Bury. And Bury. There you go. Howard Bury. He wrote about the expedition in Mount Everest, the reconnaissance, 1921. So it's, it's a clever name. <laughs> and in his book, Howard. Not as well marketed as Yeti's. <laughs> right? Uh, Colonel Charles Howard Berry, he talks about crossing the Lac Pala at 21,000 feet where he found footprints that he believed, and here's a quote, 
were probably caused by a large loping gray wolf, which in the soft <laughs> snow formed double tracks rather than those of a barefooted man. And he adds that his Sherpa guides, quote, at once volunteered that the tracks must have been of the wild man of the snow to which they gave the name Matoa Kangmi. Uh, I want to interrupt you there. The wild man of the snow, also Michael Douglas's nickname in the 80s. That is uh, true. Yeah. That checks out. So Matoa translate to uh, well here's another one man bear and ah, Kangmi translate to snowman so man bear pig they were super serial when he said that wait a minute is that what the movie snowman starring michael keaton is based on that's exactly what it is it's crazy to me though he sees these prints and he's like oh well it's a it looks like a loping wolf and they're like oh no that's the wild man and they're like oh okay yeah and they use this as the most badass term it comes from this Abominable snowman. <laughs> it began with a guy named Henry Newman. Not that Newman from. It's from like Seinfeld. a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so Newman wrote for the Statesman in Calcutta, which I know you, Joe, you summer in Calcutta. Under the pen I'm a, name. I'm a subscriber to the Statesman. Uh, his pen name was Kim. My pen name is John Goforth. <laughs> I was curious about all the ceases and desists. Yeah, I exactly. Was, uh, that's not how you say that. Cease and desist letters? Cease and desist letters I was, uh, I was receiving. So he interviewed the porters of the Everest Reconnaissance Expedition when they got back, and that's where Newman mistranslated the word Matoa as filthy, and so he just substituted the term abominable. Damn it! This is incredible. This is incredible. Uh, The term abominable. Maybe out of artistic license, maybe it was just a mistake, but he came up with it, and that's literally where you get that term, A-S-M. R. Oh, wait. Uh, a, <laughs> That's abominable a snowman. So in this episode, the snowman is going to coo and cuddle you. So, okay, okay. I've you guys know what ASMR stop. is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a few things here. He mistranslated. So this guy, this guy's a journalist. Or he took unquote. artistic license. Which, okay, but journalists like we aren't love supposed to do. to do that either. <laughs> I well, mean, it was the twenties. Yeah, it was a yeah. different. Time. It was a different time. The roaring twenties, even in Nepal. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. <laughs> the Gilded Age. Exactly. So, so first he mistranslates it. So he's got the word wrong. But then the wrong word isn't good enough, and so he replaces it with abominable. Yeah, because no one wants the filthy snowman. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of weird. Like, if, uh, I guess that's why they aren't white when you hear the... Oh, because of dirty snow. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was, is that, is that dirty is snow <laughs> this winter on Fox. Is it like from Bowfinger? The rain has aliens in it, making it chubby rain. The yak fell in the dirty snow. The yak (laughs) fell in the dirty snow. (laughs) I don't know. So I think we need to cut it. Let's let's get to next episode. Show the next episode. We're actually going to talk about different sightings. Where all the information on it. This one was a lot of fun. We talked about scaling, scaling, climbing. What's the proper term? You summited summiting any of the above. Yeah, uh, I'm not picky. The most famous mountain in the world. Strolling. And I think strolling. And while he's also up there, highest, not just most famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. And what, Eric, essentially what you're saying is that Mount Everest is the Snoop Dogg of mountains. Yeah. The highest and the most famous. Yeah, there you go. I, yeah. It could not be said better than and that. And we Thank all know you. where we're going when Waterworld becomes a reality. That's so right. it's fine. I wouldn't That's worry right. about it. All right. So if you guys want to know more about what it's like to summit or anything like that, John, where can they talk about that and find out and see pictures? 
Hysteria Nation. It is our Facebook discussion group. Just go to Facebook.com, search Hysteria Nation. That is right. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page where you can find this and all of our other episodes. And also, Patreon, Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. Give can, us money. You can give us money and smell things. You can wear things. You can stick things. I think that's that's. There's a new one. Tree Fitty. For Tree Fitty, you'll get stickers, and I will draw you a horrible picture of the Loch Ness monster. That's so kind of you. It's 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 worth every. Wait, penny. What did you say? You could eat things, draw, draw no, what? no, smell things, John. So smell things, stick things, wear things, and wear things. Yeah, see things. It's like a like Ear a things. food co- for. It's like the food court at a mall. It's a food truck. It's we're just trucking along. <laughs> Voicemail seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. And if you forget any of this or anything, if you want to see John's pretty face, Joe's face, anything, hysteria fifty one dot com, or come meet us after the show. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Stand if you remote donuts in Aurora. That's right. <laughs> and we're gonna wash that down with Dorito pizza, Dorito, Dorito pizza. pie. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want to call it? All of the above. Yeah. That. So Dorito. Next week. We're going to head on into Yeti. Hardcore. We're going to tame one. We're going to talk about scalps. We're going to record live from the Himalayas. Yep. So if it sounds weird, we're just low on oxygen. <laughs> That's most gotta, weeks. We got we had to do the show, then come back down, then do the show again, <laughs> come back down, <laughs> then do the whole show one more time. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I guess I'm Eric. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.